today on The Good Word, we're talking about what comes next after all this mortality business. For most of the people living in the world before the time of Jesus, the concept of resurrection from death was familiar. The Egyptian Osiris, the Mesopotamian Tammuz, and even the Greeks Dionysus were all regarded as gods who had died and then returned to life. Their worship wasn't necessarily universal across society, but the idea of a god returning from the supposedly unbreachable underworld was a powerful image that created religious cults, people hoping that the end of life could be equally reversible for them and their loved ones. When the Apostle Paul talked about resurrection, it's clear he knows his audience is familiar with the concept. But when he teaches the resurrection, he introduces a new angle that hadn't been known before. In Acts chapter 24, Paul teaches that the resurrection wasn't just for deities, but for everyone. And have hope toward God, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and unjust. The label just and unjust covers all of us including those who choose to follow Jesus and those who don't. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ and his subsequent triumph over the grave took away the sting of the grave from everyone. What exactly happens to us immediately after death isn't explained in much detail in the New Testament, but a sense of the glory and scope of the resurrection can be seen in the Book of Mormon in chapter 11 of Alma giving us a greater sense of the power that the Lord holds in order to conquer death for everyone, changing us from our current mortal state to an immortal state. The spirit and the body shall be reunited again in its perfect form, and we shall be brought to stand before God. Now this resurrection shall come to all, both old and young, both bond and free, male and female, both the wicked and the righteous and even there shall not so much as a hair of their heads be lost, but everything shall be restored to its perfect frame, as it is now, or in the body, and shall be brought and be arraigned before the bar of Christ, the Son, and God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. They can die no more, their spirits uniting with their bodies never to be divided, thus the whole becoming spiritual and immortal, that they can no more see corruption. This isn't reincarnation or the transformation into something or someone entirely new and different. Resurrection, as a part of God's plan, allows us to stand accountable for ourselves as ourselves. God's purpose is to bring about our immortality and eternal life, and He'll do so if we let Him. The plan of God includes the unification of our immortal spirit and a perfected body brought about by the power of the Savior's sacrifice and atonement, giving us all the chance to progress to become more like Him. As humans, we spend a great deal of our time trying to avoid or put off our unavoidable death. The Gospel teaches us that death is not the end or even a permanent state. Not for the Lord, not for us, not for anybody. And that's the good word 